When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palla verso Dzeko Edi Dzeko 8 minuti è già in vantaggio l'Inter Edi Dzeko l'uomo con più esperienza a questo livello europeo realizza il gol dell'1-0 l'ottavo gol in carriera con il Milan It was it just felt so abrupt because the Dzeko goal was from a corner brilliantly taken again but there's no build up to it it's just a, a nice corner and a, and a really well taken finish and then suddenly three minutes later Inter just carves straight through the middle of Milan and having been so loud so loud you almost could have heard a pin drop it was just like all of the air came out of the stadium because this was Milan's home game of course it's a shared stadium but this was the home game so the crowd was overwhelmingly for Milan and they just were were was stunned to silence. And it feels like that was almost, I mean, that wasn't the whole game right there, but that was so defining for the game that the game and Milan never recovered. They certainly didn't recover in the first half. In fact, in the first half, I think it's no sort of stretch to say Inter probably should have scored more, certainly had their chances. Of course, there was the penalty incident. And while I've probably seen it less than you guys have, frankly, actually, when you're when you're listening to this, because I've did catch a couple of replays at the stadium, but if you're watching on TV, you probably saw a lot more replays than I did. While it didn't look like a penalty to me, I was slightly surprised it was overturned because it was one of those where it didn't look like a penalty to me, but there is some contact on Martinez. He is pulled back at least a tiny bit. Yeah, there's that sort of area of subjectivity. We can agree or disagree whether it should be a penalty to begin with, because I think it probably shouldn't have been. But once it's given, is it is VAR right to intervene in that situation where it's it's more ambiguous than than perhaps clear and obvious? But again, maybe I'll feel differently about that after watching the replays more and perhaps you're all listening to me thinking that's crazy. Anyway, that was my impression from the stands. In any case, there was a moment where it felt like, especially because Chalanoglu hit the, the woodwork as well, Ralph's second goal. And then that penalty moment happens, but then it's taken away and for the first time you felt like there was some some life potential in the game and and Milan's fans sort of jumped onto it but the team didn't really respond and then into the second half which did start better for Milan and Macias has that chance which you really should do better with and then Origi comes in and sets up uh, Sandro Tonali to hit the, the woodwork and in front of their own fans because of course it will be an inter stadium for the second leg. Perhaps that will flip things on on its head again, or perhaps it's less poetic than that. It's just simply that Milan need to score a scrappy goal from a corner at the start of the next leg, and suddenly that will change the narrative and and make Inter feel nervous. There are lots of ways that this can still change. It doesn't feel like it will right now, and and I'm sorry for, like I said, perhaps coming in with that anticlimactic mindset. It doesn't mean this wasn't a really entertaining occasion and game of football at San Siro. I'm still incredibly privileged to have got to cover it and honestly a joy working with them. Adriano, who you guys know from the podcast and the rest of the Sun Sport crew tonight. I've had an amazing time. It's been a wonderful experience. 
And I hope, let's just leave it there instead of focusing on the what I think might happen. Let's just say we hope that there will be some more drama to come in the second leg because for how great the derby is, for how thrilling it is to see two Italian teams and two Milanese clubs, you know, just to remind everyone, because we have to remind ourselves a few more times before before the tie is over, the only city in Europe, for now at least, that has got two teams that have won the Champions League. You know, perhaps that'll change. Perhaps Manchester City will do it this year and and then Manchester will have two. But for now, it's only Milan. And even if Manchester City do it, that'll still be their first. Whereas Inter, the junior partners here, and they've got three and one of those was a treble. So this is this is European football royalty. I was saying before kickoff on, on Stan Sports, there was a conversation about different derbies and what they mean. And, you know, you've got, you could talk about the, the derby in Glasgow where it's all got these sort of clear religious demarcations between Protestant and Catholic. You could talk about uh, River Plate and Boca Juniors where River Plate are the wealthy upper class team in theory and Boca Juniors the working class poorer team and, and what, how that rivalry is shaped. You can talk about the, the Rome derby where it's very much based on neighbourhoods and areas of the city that belong to each club. Milan derby's not like that. You know, the Milan derby is two teams one that was literally born from the other Inter that were born from from Milan. And compared to some of the rivalries in terms of the heatiness of, of other places, you might even say it's not as sort of sharp and as nasty sometimes as some other derbies because you do see players swapping between the two. You can make such an incredible list of players who've played for both these two teams. Ronaldo, who played for both teams. Ibrahimovic, who played for both teams. Andrea Pirlo, Clarence Seydorf. Roberto Baggio, all these players played for both these teams. And that's, you know, who these teams are. They're the Guggini, the cousins. The rivalry isn't necessarily nasty. Of course, there's always elements, but nasty in the way that some, some derbies are. But what it is, is, as I was saying on Stan, like this is the derby of, of prestige, of history, of 10 European Cups between them. And of all those players I just mentioned, and plenty more decides, you know, ones who didn't play for both clubs, but who are absolute icons in, in world football forever, like Paolo Maldini or Javier Zanetti. It's just a derby with so much history and, and meaning to it. And they're so frankly well balanced in this derby, in this rivalry as well. When you think about the fact they won exactly the same number of league titles. Yes, Milan have won more Champions Leagues, but Inter won the treble. Milan haven't done that. It's just, it's got such a beautiful story to it. Hey gang, just wanted to let you know that you can now get a free 14-day trial of our Chronicles Defosi Patreon membership. Subscribe now for free for 14 days to get access to all of our full episodes, solo mini-sodes, bonus content, even behind-the-scenes bonuses like our chats about football, and of course, our chats about life in general. You can also get the entire bank catalogue of Serie A Chronicles content. So head over to cdrchronicles.com forward slash Patreon and subscribe to the Chronicles of Fosie membership for free. Sports Social Podcast Network.